You are listening to the All Truth is God's Truth program. In God's creation, all truth belongs to Him. Therefore, as Christians, we must connect all truth back to our triune God in light of His inerrant Word and His creating, sustaining, and redeeming work. I'm your host, Jared Moore. On today's show, we're talking about uh, Don't Raise Your Daughters to Breathe Fire Like Josh Duggar. And not long after Josh Duggar's confession of porn addiction and having an affair, Jessica Kirkland, a mother in Georgia, posted a Facebook response about Anna, Josh's wife, that has went viral. So listen to what Kirkland wrote. Begin quote, I know everybody's laughing about this Josh Duggar story. Oh, a Duggar on Ashley Madison. It's so rich. I wish more people would talk about Anna. I normally keep things light on Facebook, but let's talk about Anna. Let me tell you, Anna Duggar is in the worst position she could possibly be in right now. Anna Duggar was crippled by her parents by receiving no education, having no work experience or life experience for that matter, and then was shackled to this loser because his family was famous in their religious circle. Anna Duggar was taught that her sole purpose in life, the most meaningful thing she could do, was to be a chaste and proper, a devout wife and a mother. Anna Duggar did that. Anna Duggar followed the rules that were imposed on her from the get-go, and this is what she got in reward. A husband who she found out in the span of six months not only molested his own sisters, but was unfaithful to her in the most humiliating way possible. While she was fulfilling her duty of providing him with four children and raising them, she lived up to the standard that men set for her of being chaste and godly, and in return, the man who demanded this of her sought women who were the opposite. Be this, they told her, she was. It wasn't enough. So what is Anna Duggar supposed to do? She can't divorce because the religious environment she was brought up would uh, blame her and ostracize her for it. Even if she would risk that, she has no education, no work experience to fall back on, so how does she support her kids? From where could she summon the ability to turn her back on everything she's ever held to be sacred and safe? Her beliefs, the very things she would turn to for comfort in this kind of crisis, are the very reason she's in this predicament in the first place. How can she reconcile this? Her parents have utterly, utterly failed her. Think of this. Somewhere, Anna Duggar is sitting in prayer, praying not for the strength to get out and stand on her own, but for the strength to stand by this man she is unfortunately married to, to lower herself so that he may rise up on her back. Boys, men, are born with power. Girls have to command it for themselves. They, they aren't given it. They assume it and take it. You have to teach them to do it, that they can do it. We have to teach our daughters that they are not beholden to men like this, that they don't have to marry a man their father deems acceptable, and then stay married to that man long, long after he proved himself unacceptable. Educate them, empower them, give them the tools they need to survive on their own if they must. Josh Duggar should be cowering in fear of Anna Duggar right now. Cowering. He isn't, but he should be. He should be quaking in fear that the house might fall down around them if he's in the same room as she. Please instill your daughters with the resolve to make a man cower if he must. To say, I don't deserve this and my children don't deserve this. I wish someone had ever, just once, told Anna she was capable of this, that she knew she is. As for my girls, I'll raise them to think they breathe fire. End quote. Now, uh, you know, this This has basically went viral. This is uh, It's all over the place. This lady's been interviewed. Uh, Kirkland's been interviewed on CNN. 
and uh, other media outlets. And uh, there's actually a hashtag of Breathe Fire uh, concerning this movement and, and ladies posting on Twitter and men. Um, but I, I just want to say, first, at least Kirkland is consistent. So Josh Duggar commits adultery, and Kirkland uses his sin as an opportunity to breathe fire all over the innocent parties, which are Anna Duggar, which is Anna Duggar and her parents. In the post, Kirkland said that Anna Duggar's parents failed her. Well, how did they fail her? They didn't teach her to be independent of men. They didn't teach their daughter to breathe fire. And so the question for Christian parents is, should we raise uh, our daughters to breathe fire? First, I, I want to be clear that Kirkland isn't merely saying to raise strong daughters like Proverbs 31, 10 through 31 implies. You know, my wife and I, we've got uh, three boys and a girl right now, and uh, we want to raise our daughter to be a strong woman. And Lord willing, we may have more daughters in the future we may adopt. Um, if we do, we, we want to raise daughters who are strong. Proverbs 31 women, uh, they're strong, they're hardworking, uh, making business decisions, using their wisdom to benefit their families, taking care of their household, bringing home money to help provide for them, etc. But Kirkland's saying much more than that. She's saying to raise feminist daughters that don't listen to any man, including their fathers. You know, it's the I am woman, hear me roar mentality, not the I am woman Men are equal to me, made in God's image for His glory, and I'm willing to be who God made me to be. Uh, second, according to the Bible, any man or woman that marries is dependent upon his or her spouse. You know, Listen to how Jesus described marriage, and he appeals to Genesis. Uh, Jesus said in Mark uh, 10, 6-9, But from the beginning of creation God made them male and female. Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife. The two shall become one flesh. So they're no longer two, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let not man separate. You know, leaving one's parents and cleaving to one's spouse is an essential part of marriage according to Christ. Every man that marries says to his spouse, I need you. I depend on you. You know, every woman that marries uh, says to her spouse, I need you. I depend on you. Marriage is a covenant where two people, literally, we become one flesh, which means that spouses are as dependent on one another one another as they are dependent upon their own flesh. I see Ephesians 5, 22-33. You know, if you don't want your daughter to ever depend on a man for anything, then don't raise her to get married. Raise her to be self-sufficient. She won't need anyone. She won't need you. She won't need her friends. She won't need God. She'll make everyone cower when she deems it necessary for them to cower. Much like Kirkland has deemed it necessary for Anna and her parents to cower beneath her. Third, ironically, the saddest part about Kirkland's knee-jerk reaction to Josh Duggar's affair is that Josh's sin started with him breathing fire. That is, Josh believed himself to be self-sufficient. That's what led to his porn addiction. That's what led to his uh, adultery. In instead uh, of seeking out his wife to meet his sexual needs, I mean, he should have been pursuing his wife and uh, focusing on her and cleaving to her. Uh, instead, he sought out porn, and he sought out meaningless one-night stands. You know, his breathing fire, his self-sufficiency, led to his adultery. That's the consistent outworking of self-sufficiency in marriage, to do what is right in one's own eyes. Josh should have cleaved to his wife. 
and he wouldn't be looking at porn, he wouldn't be pursuing adultery. Fourth, what these realities indicate is that if you raise your sons or your daughters to breathe fire, don't be surprised when they breathe fire all over their spouses, friends, and God. That's what fire-breathing dragons do. Anna Duggar is freeing Christ to divorce Josh or to forgive him and stay with him. And amazingly, Kirkland is too busy breathing fire all over Anna to care about what she wants. Instead of teaching our children to breathe fire, let's teach them to truly love others. You know, the way the Bible says for us to love others in 1 Corinthians 13. Let's teach our children to be patient, uh, kind, not envious, not boastful, not arrogant or rude. Let's teach them not to insist on their own way. To not be irritable or resentful. Uh, to not rejoice at wrongdoing, but to rejoice with the truth. Let's teach them to bear all things, to believe all things, to hope all things, to endure all things. In other words, let's teach them to love, not hate others. And let's teach them to love because our Savior has loved us with this very love. God has shown His love for us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Uh, Romans 5.8 we need to arm ourselves and our children with the same mind, the same selfless love toward God and our neighbors. You know, the two greatest commandments, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, uh, to love your neighbor as yourselves. That's what we should be training up our children to do. You know, we need to repent and train our children to repent when they desire to breathe fire. Let us instead run to the loving grace of God in Christ and let us seek to pour out God's gracious love on others. And we need to sacrificially love uh, for God's glory alone. You know, we, we uh, pursue Christ and we learn from His example, but we, we realize that we're reconciled to God through the finished work of Christ alone, and there, there's no other way. And so it's because of that reconciliation with God that we are able to seek out reconciliation and preach the message of reconciliation uh, to others. And so um, I think Kirkland is way off here. I think... Uh, you raise a daughter who's self-sufficient, it ends up to where she's alone, and she'll be alone. And if she does get married, she'll think herself self-sufficient, and, and she won't uh, depend on her spouse the way that she needs to. I mean, the, the very reason we get married is because we're not self-sufficient. If I was self-sufficient, I wouldn't have got married. I'm not self-sufficient. I need my wife. I need her. So much so that... Uh, I married her and said, I'm going to commit the rest of my life. I'm going to stay with you forever. So I posted this article, uh, this subject on my blog, and uh, I got some comments from a lady on Twitter. So I'm going to respond to her. Her name is Andy Tuning. So this is what she said. She sent me like 11 tweets. Well, the first two say this, Breathe Fire is not about raising feminist daughters who don't listen to any man. It's about teaching them to know they don't need a man to be complete, to know they can take care of themselves. Okay, let me respond to that. Who said that women need men to be complete? Where's that at in the Bible? Uh, I mean, no Christian that I know, and I've, I've grown up in church my whole life. I'm 34 years old. I've been in church, I mean, my whole life. Um, I've never heard anybody make a statement like that to where men um, aren't complete until they get married, or women aren't complete until they get married. Now, there's an emphasis on marriage in the church, because I believe there's an emphasis on marriage in the Bible. Uh, Paul, I mean, the default setting for humanity is to get married. And I, I say that because Paul says that 
in order to remain single that you it's a spiritual gift you receive a a special uh, spiritual gift uh, from the Holy Spirit in order to remain single and so uh, most people desire marriage and most people are created uh, to be married it's not that my wife completes me it's that I depend on my wife and I don't need a woman to be complete uh, but I need a woman to uh, to be married and to fulfill uh, basic desires that I have in my heart and that avenue for um, sexual fulfillment, emotional fulfillment, I mean, all that comes with that is my wife. And uh, I am for her as well. I meet needs that she has. Or I, I mean, she wouldn't have gotten married either. And so, you know, nobody I know is arguing that uh, men need to, to get married so that they'll be complete. The third tweet says, Just because there's a man in a woman's life doesn't mean... He should be listened to. He's just a human, male or otherwise. Uh, yeah, I mean, sure. But it, what if it's a daughter's father? I mean, amazingly, Kirkland says it, you don't have to listen to who your dad approves of or not. What kind of advice is that? One of the commandments is to honor your father and mother and to not care what your earthly father thinks. It says something clear about your relationship with God. I mean, if you're not going to trust the authority that the Lord has placed over you. You know, the only time you'd go against your uh, earthly father is if he's telling you to disobey Scripture. You know, I mean, you, you, we need to heed the wisdom of our parents, um, the wisdom of our fathers as well. Not only that, but what about Anna's mother? Do you think that, I mean, does it matter that her mother may have wanted her to marry Josh? Does it matter that Anna wanted to marry Josh? Does that, does that matter at all? Does what Anna wants matter? I mean, that, that's what just blows my mind about all this, about this feminist emphasis, is that uh, feminists, I mean, they rail on women that disagree with them. I mean, they just it just amazes me how awful Kirkland is being towards Anna and her parents. I mean, Anna's the victim here. And she's being treated like she's guilty or she's done something wrong. And she hasn't. So I think Kirkland is way off here. I mean, she's really about feminism. She should be uh, seeking to help Anna instead of talk, basically saying she's a, she's a dumb idiot. And I don't think Anna's dumb. I think Anna could have, have her own show right now. I think if Anna chose to divorce Josh, I think she could get her own show and as far as we know, she didn't sign a, a prenup. She, whatever he's worth, she could get half of it. I mean, I don't know how much uh, money Kirkland makes, but if we're using secular, you know, reasoning, and we'll, we'll use Kirkland's reasoning, it's all about money and providing for your kids. I would assume that uh, Anna would get half of what Josh has, and if she really wanted that, she could have it. And I, I assume I may be wrong. Maybe Kirkland makes a lot of money. But Anna may be in a better position than Kirkland is. And uh, I just don't... There's so much that she's assuming negative about Anna, which is just unwarranted, but that's what feminism is. When you uh, disagree with a feminist, they just rail on you. I, I just don't understand that. Um, why would you demean women if you're really about women's rights? Why would you demean another woman? I just, I just don't get that. That doesn't make any sense to me. Also... Andy Tuning, this is the fourth tweet, 
says uh, there are very good examples of strong women in the Bible. Ruth, Esther, and Mary, to name three big ones. I, I agree. Amen. Very strong women. They weren't feminists, though. Not in any form or fashion. Fifth tweet says, Just because you're raising your daughter to breathe fire does not mean you're raising an unruly heathen. It means you're raising a human who may just contribute to society by valuing education or possibly charity over obedience. I mean, the Proverbs 31 woman contributes to society by valuing education um, and valuing charity. I don't understand how you can value education and charity over obedience. I mean, the wisdom of God, all the treasures of of God are found in Christ. And so, uh, you know, if all things are from the Father, through the Son, and by the Spirit, then the pursuit of education um, is by the Spirit, through the Son, to the Father. Which is something only Christians uh, can do. I mean, if you really want to talk about contributing to society, contribute, uh, talk about uh, submitting to the God who owns society. I mean, you say value education and charity over obedience really over obedience to god so so god owns creation and we're going to rebel against him and somehow thrive in his creation it makes absolutely no sense you read in the old testament look at the flood where god wiped out um at least a million people possibly more wiped them off the face of the earth because of their unrepentance and uh, i mean there there's numerous other examples of where unrepentance leads you have a whole Old Testament that testifies to that reality. And uh, yet, here you are saying that education, valuing education and charity is better than valuing obedience. Uh, I'm just curious, Sandy, where you get your morality from. You know, this, this stuff you're spewing as far as women, woman power and all this stuff where um, women shouldn't have to listen to any man and all this. Instead, they should focus on contributing to society. Where do you get that? Where is your moral authority from? Why should women pursue this? You know, why why shouldn't a woman do what she wants to do? You know, why should she value your things? Where are you getting this from? I mean, where are you appealing to? At least Anna has an objective authority over her. She believes the Bible. She believes the Bible is the authoritative word of God, and that affects how she lives her life. And so, where is your ultimate authority from? And then you you appeal to uh, Joan of Arc. She didn't listen to men or life or Madame Curie. And by the way, what does your wife think about all of this? Now, listen. This is this is you being. This is what feminists do. You say, what does your wife think of all this? You mention her in your post, but she's strangely silent, like Anna Duggar. Listen, my wife is anything but silent. My goodness, you don't have a clue what you're talking about. And I bet you don't have a clue about Anna Duggar either. I'm sure Anna has shared her thoughts with Josh and her disgust. Uh, My goodness, my wife, good grief, you're crazy. She shares her opinions all the time. We talk about everything. I don't make a, I don't purchase hardly anything without talking to her first about it. I mean, a, a husband would be a fool not to listen to the wisdom of his wife. And again, it goes back to being one flesh. Uh, like, if we're one flesh, why wouldn't we talk about everything? I, I just, I don't get that. Uh, we talk about decisions with our kids. She's, my wife homeschools our kids, and I help with that. You know, I work. 
a pastor and I'm a grader for Southern Seminary and she wants to stay home with the kids. She wants to, that's what she wants to do. She wanted she wanted every kid we've had except the first. The first was a surprise. But the next three were planned and, and we were so excited. We wanted to have these children. And God has graciously given us these kids. Why don't you, uh, Andy, why don't you care about what my wife wants? And two, my wife doesn't have a Twitter account. You know why she's silent? She don't like Twitter. That's why she's not getting on there replying to you. You know, I mean, good grief. You act like Christian women are oppressed. And I look at my church, and I don't see any any Christian women in my church oppressed. These women are vocal. These women tell their husbands exactly what they're thinking, which isn't bad. But yet, they do submit and follow their the leadership of their husbands. But who's advocating for silent submission? Submit doesn't mean you get in rank and file and bow to your husband. Submit means you follow his leadership. You vocally, if you oppose it, there's something you disagree with, you, you tell him. And he should heed your wisdom. But nevertheless, husbands are going to be held accountable for how they led their wives, not how they followed them. And wives are going to be held accountable for how they followed their husbands, not how they led their husbands. And so, I, I mean, it's just based on what the Bible says. And again, Anna has an objective standard by which she lives her life. And Andy, where do, where's your standard? Where's the standard you live by? And you also write uh, in the ninth and 10th tweet, says, so, so stop picking the parts of the original Breathe Fire post and the Bible that suit your beliefs and look at the whole picture. Stop hiding behind religion like Jason Duggar and his whole family and perpetuating the problem. Now go get your book of a shield because I'm a woman and I'm not beholden to you and I breathe fire. Well, Andy, that's where you and I agree. You do breathe fire and you consume everybody in your path, including women. That's what you got to understand. I mean, you're a feminist. You're a feminist, and by that, I don't mean that as a compliment. I mean that you think that you are better than other women. Not only do you think you're better than men, you think you're better than other women. Jessica Kirkland thinks that she's better than men, and better than women. Better than women that disagree with her. I mean, that it's similar to male chauvinism. I mean, that that's what, uh, that's what feminism is. It's... Uh, it's uh, well, it's female chauvinism. I mean, that, that, that's what it is. That's what you're doing. And I, I just don't get it, how you chew up women and spit it out. How can you be about women's rights and about women power and all this stuff and, and uh, what women want and, and then just trample all over an innocent victim like Anna Duggar? I just don't get that. If you really care about women... You need to be caring about what Anna Duggar wants and supporting what she wants. I, I just I don't get that. Instead, you trample all over everything that she believes in and everything that she has stood for. I just I just don't I don't get that. So Andy, um, I realize you breathe fire, and then you make this. Where's this little comment you make? You say you finally this is the the twelfth tweet. You say, play with fire and you'll get burned. Stop hiding behind religion 
Islam, Christianity, etc. Breathe fire. Uh, I mean, you're right. You play with fire, you're going to get burned. You know, if people hang out with you and disagree with you, you're just going to breathe fire all over them. And that's no way to live. That's no way to live. I mean, there is joy and hope found in Christ. You know, you know, I, I wasn't a feminist before I was saved, but I struggled with other sins. Jesus saved me from those things. And, you know, Andy, he'll save you as well. You know, that guilt that you have in your heart when you do something wrong or uh, when you do something uh, sinful, that guilt, where does that guilt come from? Um, how does that guilt get in your heart? There's no way evolution produces that in your heart. There's no way it's mere neurons firing. Where does an immaterial conscience uh, come from? Where does it come from if not from God? You know, where does love come from? Is love just mere neurons firing in your brain? Or is love something deeper than mere matter in motion? I think we both know the answer for that. My children... I love them desperately, and um, it is something deeper than mere neurons firing in my head. It's a, I mean, it's a deep love for them that I mean, would say I would say there's an immaterial aspect of it that goes deeper than mere uh, brain and mind. I mean, it goes to the soul. Not only that, but I love God. I'm seeking to love God with all my heart, soul, and mind. I mean, I I believe the tomb is empty. I believe Jesus Christ physically rose from the dead. And uh, I can't get him back in the tomb, you know. I mean, regardless what happens in my life, regardless uh, what media is saying and how stupid they think Christians are, and even your tweets. I mean, I don't know you, but here you are tweeting all these hateful things to me. I mean, uh, I can't get Jesus back in the tomb. If that means uh, I'm uh, killed one day or if that means I'm whatever it means, I'm willing to endure it. Because I just can't. I can't. I can't deny that he's alive. I I just can't do it. Um, I love him. He's my savior. And he'll be yours too if you'll repent and believe the gospel. No one else will save you from your sins. No one else will save you from the guilt in your heart. And uh, you're embracing feminism because you believe it's a false gospel. You believe it can save you uh, from this wicked world. But yet here you go and you're spewing wickedness over innocent parties. Um, I mean, amazingly, here you are. You're you're pursuing feminism to save you from this wicked world. And yet, you're still part of the wickedness because you are spewing hate over innocent parties who haven't done anything wrong simply because they disagree with you. I mean, women, you claim to be a wo after woman's rights and protecting women, empowering women, and you're destroying women that disagree with you. I just don't get that. And what it reveals is that feminism is not the gospel. It realizes it's not the good news. It realize, I mean, you cannot save people with feminism. Instead, you're using feminism. Yeah, you may think it's saving you, but you're trampling over others. All right, folks, you've been listening to the All Truth is God's Truth program. I'm your host, Jared Moore. You know, all truth, all things, all creation is from the Father, through the Son, and by the Spirit. And uh, the pursuit of truth is by the Spirit, through the Son, to the Father. May we never forget it. God took nothing and made something of me. He forgave me all.
of my sin Put sweet joy and peace within God took nothing and made something of me